The Yuletide TV podcast is hosted by three college friends trying to find the best Christmas TV episodes ever made. That quest can, at times, be frustrating, which is a nice way of saying that this show contains explicit content. We know that might get us placed on the naughty list, but better us than you. Haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men? Welcome to the Spoopy Time Spoopy TV Podcast, where we spooky spoopy TV. My name is John. This is a subsidiary of the Yuletide TV Podcast. And today, we're not talking about TV, because it's spoopy time. We're spooping about Nightmare Before Christmas. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Chris. Hello. And Brian. Ooh. (laughs) This guy gets it. Hey, this guy's a ten out of. This guy's spoopy a ten out of to be here. As soon as you said <laughs> spoofy, I said you son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> just, just commit to the bit. Just gotta commit to the bit. How is everyone's Halloween time? Are you, are you just all a flutter with, I don't know, bats and ghouls and stuff? Well, you know, October in Utah is no springtime for Hitler, but I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> It's a tortured analogy if I've ever heard one. <laughs> that was just, that was a choice, and I'm a fan of it. <laughs> is is October in Utah like October in Wisconsin in that you have to just accept the full knowledge that there's a like ninety five percent chance that Halloween is going to be like the thirteenth circle of hell cold. No, actually, um we have pretty mild winter uh all the time, which means our October isn't ever too bad. That's good. The Mormons can be all sorts of slutty Halloween costumes. Oh and, yeah. Which is nice. Which oh, is yeah. nice I mean, they're still wearing the uh garments underneath it, but slutty nonetheless. <laughs> yes. Yeah the chastity garment. They're showing ankle. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the boys are showing Adam's apples as well. Ooh. <laughs> devilish the uh <laughs> the worst part about bouncing when i was working in milwaukee was just halloween because you would even though my bar sucked there would still be a lineup it was like the only time of year there was like a big line and you would just be seeing like partially clad women dying <laughs> you're just like and you're just like i don't want to look like a sexist but them first like <laughs> it's not because what you look like i just want you to be alive because it is 30 <laughs> if that I remember there was like a day where it was like freezing. We had a weekend where it was like fro- like freezing rain on Halloween. I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is where we like lose everybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be three women left in Milwaukee at the end of this. All these women walk around in pumps and just sliding to their deaths. <laughs> Guys, want to want to talk about a want to talk about a movie by some goths? Want to be goths? Uh, I don't sure. know that I really want to be a goth, but. <laughs> I can be goth adjacent. Wait, yeah, Chris, does that mean you just have, like, one fingernail painted black? Don't we all? It means he listens to one song by him. <laughs> <laughs> it means he owns The Cure's greatest hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a wonderful uh, reference-filled episode. <laughs> I'm digging it. I, yeah, I'm... This is the man. My brand of leadership is is not as good as Chris, but it's what we get today. Um, <laughs> not the leadership John, we. Deserve. John wanted to do a Halloween episode. We're letting him do a Halloween episode. <laughs> it's what you get. Probably already got us canceled five times, but that's okay. It's not what we need. All right, but it's what we deserve. 
All right, so let's talk about a movie from 1994 that was designed to be a TV movie and then got adapted because Disney's going to Disney to be a full-length movie and was going to be directed by Tim Burton because he wrote the TV play and then he was like, nah, man, got to make more Batmans. So Disney handed it off to their nearest goth, which was Henry Selleck. And uh, the movie begins with the residents of Halloween Town celebrating a successfully spooky Halloween and their leader, the Pumpkin King Jack Skellington, showing signs of his boredom with the state of things in Halloween times and disappearing, eventually to find a portal to the other holidays and being inspired to take over Christmas. Jack enlists the residents of Halloween Town to make Christmas and enlists Oogie Boogie's hench children to go get Santa Claus out of the way, but to make him comfortable which the children do by giving him to the villainous boogeyman. As Jack attempts to deliver all of his Christmas promises, things go awry so badly the military gets involved. Thankfully, Sally, Jack's mischievous Franken-girlfriend, interferes and helps save Santa after a reflective Jack returns to help. Which leads me to my first question. Should goths be legal? Chris. Should goths be legal? Yes. Yeah, sure. Everyone should be legal. It's good. It's very twenty twenty of you. Yeah. Brian, is Goss by the Mountain Goat better by the Mountain Goats better than this? No. Mm. Hard to disagree. But... No, okay, yeah. I'm trying to I I was hoping you'd ask me if Goths could be legal, because I was gonna take the counterpoint to Chris's oh. point. Alright. Brian, should Goths be legal? Yeah, yeah. I think they should. Also, I just want to talk about how unfair it is for you to ask questions during the summary when I thought I could just zone out for two minutes, and <laughs> as I assume you guys do when I do this part of the show. But Chris is on I mean, fucking vacation right now. What are you drinking? John's gonna, <laughs> John's gonna John, I guess. So hey, man, I I wrote that into my summary because it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> and this movie, despite having nineteen plots has so little plot that its summary gets done in 30 seconds because most of this movie is four songs <laughs> yeah pretty much but it's delightful yeah it's the songs are great like making christmas is is a legitimate bob it's so good it slaps <laughs> it is it's it it slaps so hard making christmas slaps this is halloween town slaps pretty hard it's there's the over it i did kind of like put in my note i do think kind of what makes the movie weird and hard to follow is just kind of like doing my little I did very cursory research on this but like Henry Selleck's really into like the things that like made goths goth like the not just like the smiths and the cure but like baroque stuff so like he wants it to like as a musical like relied on like things that musicals relied on in like the 1800s so it like carries an overture so hard that's and like talks in a poem and it's just I think it makes the movie weird <laughs> to a point. Well, so what I didn't know about this that you enlightened me to is that this was originally supposed to be a holiday like a half hour holiday television special and that just makes everything make so much yeah. more sense. Right. I'm just like cuz you're watching this and it's just like such a loose scattering of ideas that are just kind of like here's a thing here's another thing oh also christmas and like whatever and it's just like oh if this was cut down this had maybe two or three songs and was just condensed down to a 25 minute runtime with commercial you know plus commercials like 
I probably would have loved this. <laughs> it truly, and I, I've just, this movie confuses me so much, and I think it's very, very of its time in the 90s. And I, I like it. I think it's still cool. I don't like it as much as I did when I was 19, but... Like, it also probably doesn't lead to an emo girl wanting to do it with me anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and these like, times, they are a-changing. <laughs> Just, <laughs> sadly. Um, yeah, but it's, it very much feels like something that, like, Tim Burton had written. Because it's, I love its inspiration that it's like, and as a person who spent life in retail hell, that it came from the end of how like the end of the holiday season where like all the Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving and like Easter stuff are all just like stuffed in one corner of the store, like a store. And they like he's like kind of got inspired by that, and I think that's cute. But it just feels like something he had like a lot of buzz in 1993, and he was just like, I got this thing. I'm not gonna direct it. <laughs> Somebody Here you else go. take the wheel, kind of like Chris is doing today. Yeah, just just let it ride. I developed this. I'm gonna let you like do an okay job with it, I guess. Hopefully, <laughs> but like, yeah, then it got like adap- like adapted and like stretched out, and I'm sure like the characters are like they only credit the characters to Tim Burton, so like the story is just a uh, dude from Disney wrote it basically, and they're like, hey, I don't know, trot it out there. <laughs> like, why not? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just a weird mishmash of stuff, and it's just hard to follow because it's like Jack is kind of a good guy i guess but the townspeople like there's a miscommunication like there's nothing inherently wrong that they're trying to do except kidnap santa i I just like there were so many things where i'm like wait why is this important and who am i supposed to be rooting for and what's the end goal here and i just could not answer any of those questions yeah uh we get 50 minutes before oogie boogie yeah, right. like, and he's kind of the villain, but he's also playing for the right team. I like it's weird. Chris is right. That's kind of jumpy, but it also just kind of has like you were saying earlier that loose TV plot structure to it. You know, nothing. It's just all kind of like up in the air and loosey goosey. You know, like who's the villain? We don't know. Let's have fun and have a difficult situation to overcome. <laughs> let's let's make critiques about the u.s military i don't know like yeah that oh man that was a wild like you're you're an hour into that movie and all of a sudden the artillery shells start flying and you're like wait hold on yeah, it, it's just it's pure like i had made this joke earlier like i made this joke when we were talking earlier but like if you put a million dollars on a table and you're like all that i need you to do is just to write what night before christmas core tenant is and you have 50 guesses. And Tim Burton's on the other side of the room. He'll prove it if you're right. I think I would not win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would come close. I think I would just keep handing him stuff and he would just be like, what? And I'm like, I, like, I don't know. You know what this movie's about? <laughs> what? This movie's about staying in your own fucking lane. Yeah. Which is if your terrible... theme is Halloween, <laughs> you stay Halloween, goddammit. It is a terrible fucking lesson that for children. That is awful. Yeah, that's not a great lesson for children, but hey, here we are. It's so, like, I don't know that it gets, I don't think it's better if it's directed by Tim Burton. I don't think that Tim Burton is particularly, I think he's, I think his, like, aesthetic is cool. I get why they, like, just basically, like, wanted some Tim Burton property, because he had went Beetlejuice, Batman, Edward Scissorhands, Batman Returns. And that's, like, a pretty solid run. 
like where you're just like hitting at the box office and like every time and then they're like yeah like we'll just get some of that property and then they kind of got it and we're like i don't know what to do with this (laughs) like this isn't us well, yeah, that's, like, the thing that, so, like, this is on Disney+. Plus. We watch this on Disney+. Plus. It's wild that this is a Disney movie. It has a very, almost, like, early 90s Warner Brothers feel to it, where it's, like, their kids' movies, like, had a little, like, weird twinge of darkness to all of them. That, like, there's just, there's a vibe here that is so weird that this is now part of Disney's IP. It's the Grimm's fairy tales of Disney properties. Well, that's all of the Disney properties. I was, was yeah. going to say, I'm pretty sure the Grimm's fairy tales are the Grimm's fairy tales of Disney. Well, this is a new era. <laughs> they even kind of treat it like a redheaded stepchild. Like, they don't have Jack and Sally, like, walking around Disney World except for Halloween. <laughs> that is the only time they appear. Otherwise, they go the fuck away. <laughs> Which is kind of funny to me. Well, you know, I mean, to have that walking around the property day in and day out, a little terrifying because they got to have Jack Skellington like eight feet tall on stilts. And he's just, well, I mean, he's a skeleton, so he's quite thin, you know? So just imagine that towering over children. Like, ah, would you like to be frightened today? It's like the nightmare version of Monsters, Inc. where he doesn't learn the lesson. Full ass severed heads. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just go, go ahead and give him a full ass severed head. That like. I think the 90s just didn't handle children's properties well, and I think we're more adjusted to it, because that's what we grew up with, but, like, if you, like, I think, like, a movie that, like, like, as far as, like, a movie that I saw, like, had a moment that shared some DNA with this is, like, the shiny scene in Moana reminds me a lot of the Oogie Boogie scene, Mm. and how much, and now imagine how much more friendly that scene is, and, like, the stakes of that scene compared to, like, the stakes of... I'm going to put Santa Claus into a meat grinder. <laughs> oh, and, you know, don't forget that it's a sack animated by a large number of bugs. <laughs> Oogie Boogie is terrifying. With, with horrible stop motion, so everything looks so fucking creepy. You know what? I was going to say that this animation, I think, holds up. The resolution and the frame rate is probably what holds it back. But, uh, I mean, Claymation is pretty timeless. Well, see, I was actually going to kind of say the opposite. Like, I think this movie looks great in HD, especially having only experienced it, like, in television reruns before. Like, seeing it in HD was pretty cool. But I think, John, you're right. Like, there's, it makes the, like, it doesn't look as smooth. Like, it's not as, it's a little more stuttery. Um, But there's a charm to that as well, I, I think. Yeah. I like the stutter in it. I think the stutter helps it a lot, and it makes it... I think, like, that's my favorite part of the movie, in general, besides Making Christmas, because that song rules. <laughs> and I love every I love every joke in that. <laughs> it all rules. But um, I just like the fact that there's, like, these, like, little missing moments, like, when a character's moving, that makes it kind of, like... It makes it look like you're just, like, watching something that isn't supposed to be made. Or, like, that's really surreal, and I really like that. Like, it, like, reminds me a lot of these, like, these, like, old, like, weird YouTube videos, like, these old, like, like creepypasta like, videos from the like, early yeah. internet, like, Bart, like, Bart's missing, like, Bart's dead, if you've ever saw that creepypasta. Like, that's, animates just like this, where these, like, these chunky missing frames, and it's, like, obviously that's much more uncomfortable, but, like, 
it still get my my brain recognizes as like oh it doesn't move right and i don't like that and i think later tim burton movies even tim burton movies directed by henry selick lose that and become a lot more palatable and i don't think they're as fun it's limited by the technology of their time you know i mean not to say that they were streets behind with that tech but uh you know you make a couple claymations and you're going to figure out some tricks along the way well i think they just computer animate everything now because it costs infinitely less dollars <laughs> and, you can, and you can finish a movie and not any time uh what, what which one was it i can't remember off the top of my head but they've done stop motion animation for movies uh Coraline, corpse bride uh, to name a couple burton movies those were stop motion well, Wes Anderson, too. I mean, you have uh, yeah. Isla Dogs and Fantastic Mr. Fox are right. probably two of the more recent examples in terms of feature filmmaking where they actually did the stop motion. Fantastic Mr. Fox hiccups like that, too, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm asking him if he thinks we're in for a hard winter. <laughs> I guess being better at it makes it worse. <laughs> like, it's they're Disney being more professional and, like, probably caring more and not just, like, being like, do what the fuck you want, man. This is a script from the guy who made that Batman movie that made a gajillion dollars. It'll be fine. I think it kind of makes it less fun and less, like, weird looking. I, I like I like my stop motion creepy. I want claymation fighters. I want fucking Mortal Kombat animation, always. <laughs> Did you guys get a uh, Batman feel from the climax of the movie where, like, Oogie Boogie, who, for some inexplicable reason, is really into gambling, um, had, like, these, you know, he had, like, the cards pop up, and they have, like, knives and shit, and it's all, like, spinning around. I'm like, this feels like an unused Joker <laughs> trap for Batman or something. <laughs> <laughs> it could, it honestly could be. I don't know when the, I don't know when he wrote it, but, like, I just know that he had, he had it when he was approached. Yeah. So, like, he could he could have wrote it. Like, he could have just been like, ah, I, he might have like had it, and that he had. I have a skeleton, man. All right, Burton, we need a script for a children's movie for you. Can you make it happen? Yeah, I got it right here. Okay, great. You've got four. Mu- Wait, what? You've got it. Yeah, I got it right here. You want it? You want it now? Uh, yeah. Not my best bit. Not my best bit. It's it's I don't I don't have it right now. I have a TV special. How much will you give me for it? I just made Batman Returns, or I just made Batman. I don't know. Infinity dollars for Disney. Oh yeah. I, can you imagine a world to, like the '90s are so bizarre to me because imagine a world where someone wouldn't drop everything to do a Disney project, like that they they must do a Warner Brothers project, like just. Like, Rain Johnson, like, didn't, like, was, wasn't was forced out of Star Wars. He just, like, was like, I really, guys, I really just must make, <laughs> I must make Knives Out. I just think it's going to make me more money. <laughs> <laughs> and I th- thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it all went for the best, but I just think that's so crazy that he was like, ah, but Batman matters more. And that Batman movie is on acid. That's an insane <laughs> person's movie. There's, like... <laughs> They absolutely, like, you should watch that movie. It kind of rules. I'm sure I, I probably would feel the same way I feel about this as a 30-year-old than I did as, like, a 13-year-old seeing it. Where I was like, this this rules. There could not be a better Batman movie. I started watching that one, and uh, in the first 10 minutes, Batman murders, like, a lot of people. <laughs> like, like, a lot of people. Listen, man, you t- the end of that movie gets even more bizarre. <laughs> I, you know, I... 
I'm due for a rewatch on Batman Returns. You can absolutely understand why Warner Brothers was like, thank you for your service, Tim, but we are parting ways with you. <laughs> we will we will be making some bad Batman movies now. I know I know they're bad, but we don't need any more okay. half Danny DeVito, half pen, half actual penguins. Okay. <laughs> I think that that is that has gone too far for I, I, I know that we're supposed to be talking about Nightmare Before Christmas and everything like that, but I just need to know, all right? Batman Forever. Good or bad? Be bad. <laughs> I have not seen it recently enough to give an accurate revisionist uh, opinion on that. Because the last time I saw it, I was probably 10. And I was like, this is cool. It's got Robin in it. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Just wanted to know. Just wonder. It's uh, It's not good. But it is very fun to watch Jim Carrey just chew up scenery and just be fucking. I couldn't tell you if he was good or not. Oh, and Tommy Lee Jones hating him. <laughs> yeah, no, seems they're... so impossible to work with. There are interviews where um, Jim Carrey is talking about how when they were shooting Batman Forever, he'd approach like Tommy Lee Jones to add a uh, uh, a dinner. Um, they were both seating at like the the same restaurant. <laughs> And he goes over to say hi to Tommy, and Tommy just pats him on the shoulder, and he's just like, I don't fucking like you. <laughs> In the most Tommy Lee Jones way possible. Didn't he, like, tell me, like, hates everything he's about? Or, like, he, like, yeah, really laid like that, into yeah. him where he's like, I don't, I don't get you at all, and I don't respect, like, what you do. It's, like, pretty brutal. <laughs> I, you made fuck. What leg are you standing on? You're in a... I don't like Jim Carrey. Fuck Jim Carrey. But like, you made you're oh. in a Batman movie, and you made you fucking made like Men in Black. You sell out so hard. I understand Tommy Lee Jones is a great actor. I've fucking watched No Country for Old Men. I'll watch it again. I don't give a fuck. But like, I don't. I don't think any. What leg are you standing on to be like? I am just a superior thespian to you. Quick, let me get on my half purple, half white suit. Right. He played the bad guy against a Steven Seagal character who was Steven Seagal. <laughs> you can't, you don't get to fight that battle anymore. No. Like, I'm sorry. If you want something truly bizarre, by the way, about uh, Night Before, the, Before Christmas is Jack's, and all the singing is, I think, like intentionally a little bit off, which is rad. And I like that, that everyone's kind of ugly sounding, but they're like, they switch actors to have a better singing voice on that yes they do what they end up well that's (laughs) what they end up that's not that weird though i mean that's classic that's like every disney movie animated movie like ever (laughs) except for the fucking rock that's actually a good segue because uh, i wanted to talk about the the cast just a little bit because uh uh skeleton uh skellington is played by chris sarandon an awesome actor. But yeah, Danny Elfman, the guy who did the motion uh, picture soundtrack for it, the score is the guy singing for him. That was a pretty interesting bit of trivia for me to discover as well. Cause I mean, Danny Elfman's a composer, like he's mm-hmm. done Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's done all kinds of like big movies. Simpsons theme song is Danny Elfman. I didn't know that he sang. I mean, he's not, it's clearly not his like main skill. <laughs> eh. I like He's kind of, he's, I'm sure, and it's obviously, I'm sure he probably fucking has just a rad voice, IRL, but and he's being kind of pushed to be intentionally pitchy. Well, here's the thing to consider, right? If he was being intentionally uh, pitchy, imagine how bad Chris Sarandon had to be <laughs> for him to take over. 
Well, I mean, there's literally like a three-minute Jack Skellington song, so you probably need someone kind of in control. Yeah. <laughs> also, Greg Proops is in this movie. Yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> you go, Greg Proops. Way to go. <laughs> who do you play against? You don't know. <laughs> you don't know who Greg Proops is. I guess good for you. No, I know. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. You didn't, you never watched you, uh... Whose Line Is It Anyway. <laughs> you had stuff to do in the mid 2000s. You weren't like us. Uh... <laughs> Did you guys, this is the biggest thing. The movie starts with the question, have you wondered where holidays come from? And so I was wondering if you guys have, because I don't, I don't think I really have. (laughs) No, no, I have not ever in my life. I pretty much know where, where most of them come from. And I, I don't think it's a mystical forest where they all have pretty generic symbols painted on different, uh, tree trunks, but I, I could be wrong. I wish they had opened up the sequel for him to have gone to Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> I think that would have been a pretty sick movie. Animating <laughs> Just... dead chickens on the Thanksgiving dinner table would have been pretty dope. Turkeys, Brian. Turkeys. <laughs> Whatever. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I didn't <laughs> I didn't want to be the guy that kind of, like, tried to, like, you know, poke holes in how the universe is set up in this movie but um god it's there it makes no fucking sense how that universe works shoshana had a very hard time following it she had many questions while watching this movie with me and i did my best to explain it but a lot of the times i was like i i don't know either right it's 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 a movie that survives strictly off aesthetic exactly oh Oh, my god that is that is all it that is like it, it is an eight out of it is an eight out of ten on IMDb because people are like I had a T-shirt with that guy on it, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> which is fine. I had a T-shirt with that guy on it, but yeah, like if you if that if the aesthetic fails you and you're like trying to invest in it, right? I'm sorry, it's, you have it, done it wrong. Well, part of the reason it fails though too is because like I at a point in this movie, like I like what they're trying to do. It's almost very Christmassy to an extent. Like, Jack is almost a Santa Claus figure where he's like, oh, I'm tired with the job. Like, all these kids don't, no, you know, I'm just he doing is the, same the Santa Claus figure. He's organizing all of Halloween, which again brings me back to the point of the movie. Stay in your goddamn lane. <laughs> I know, but the, the problem is, is like, Jack, I, I get Jack, but I don't get anything that is happening around him. And that makes me not get invested in Jack because I'm like, well, all this movie is just like about miscommunication or so, like, again, I, I can't tell you what the movie is about. So I can't get invested in the main character. Well, I got a question for you. Um, if Jack Skellington is the pumpkin king of the land, why do they need a mayor? That was also a question my girlfriend had. <laughs> I do. I agree to this term, but I do like the sub theme of the movie that no one respects the mayor. People throw rocks at him all the time and you should never respect elected leaders. So uh, it is teaching people a valuable lesson. It is ahead of its time. Uh, so, yeah, with the current climate of the world, let's rock out the jazz. Make <laughs> Halloween Town the jazz that has, I guess. Nailed it. <laughs> John, I want I want you to speak to to one other part of this movie as being someone who is heavily invested in it at one point in your life, which Go is it, watching this movie. I'm like, I cannot imagine showing this to kids. 
Absolutely not. Watching it as an adult, I'm like, I can't imagine any adult watching this for the first time enjoying it. So talk to us about who this movie is for. So I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to maybe dive into it in like the like ratings on it thing. Okay. But I think it's it's a valuable point for this movie in that I think it's you literally have to have been born in the years between 1985 and 1995 <laughs> is is who this who this movie is for or a goth I guess I like I a goth disagree. in general I think it's for uh, uh, teenagers who can't sneak into rated R movies just yet I think that's fair too mm-hmm. like I think you have to have like kind of an allowance to have seen a lot of stop motion in your life or else you'll pr- kind of not like how it moves mm. and you, what you're gonna have if you are a person from the early 90s i think it's like it's so fucking 90s and that it's kind of a movie without a point <laughs> it's just like i don't know look at these fucking look how cool this, this aesthetic is like i think you and also to a point like you had to maybe be have like at a point in your life been emo or emo adjacent well, like, that's, that's like, this is for kids who, like, think they're edgy by saying they hate Christmas. Like, this is their re- act of rebellion. Like, this is my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of fair. I think, like, it certainly lost its, like, steam for me out of being a teenager. It certainly created the type of person that says, yeah, this movie is anti-Christmas, when it's really not. So it's the kind no, it's of person that oh, yeah. that argues a certain point uh, based off a misconception. I for sure saw this as a little kid because I had two significantly older cousins that lived with me growing up. And I for sure watched this when I was like four to five-ish. <laughs> and I really, really didn't like it. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like, I, like to the point where like I, was, I think my... I think my, like, mom set something up in, like, a different room for me to watch something else. Where I was just, like, I don't... I'm very uncomfortable with this. And then, like, I obviously, like, it... Fucking... I, we grew up in the, the heyday of dudes and girl jeans. And, uh... So, like, I had watched it a lot then when it was, like, out in... Because it would be in theaters on Halloween and Christmas where I'm from because the local large town to mine had just a gigantic emo community. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know. They need something to put these kids. So I'd seen it a bunch then, and I was like, I was okay with it enough to have a shirt about it, as featured in our college. You, you I remember know, college radio show. You know, uh, in movies, when people get really excited when uh, the dialogue in the movie brings out the title of the movie, that's how I felt when I saw the scene that's on so many shirts. Ooh, <laughs> oh, ooh, there it is! There it is! It is a great shot, like it him is. on the it hill there, the yeah. curled up hill. It's it's a great shot. Oh, there's so many shots in this movie that yeah. are incredible. Like the one where he's like on the statue, that one rules. The doorknob scene rules. Oh the frog's yeah, breath. I love the I loved the frog the frog's breath. <laughs> oh, so many so many good like like I said, it survives off an aesthetic. It's not. I just don't know that it maybe needed to be movie (laughs) well you know the thing that it has going for it is that it's not a very long movie yeah you know but it feels long i i have to say this movie felt long (laughs) to me i maybe felt it maybe felt long because i was like pressed and trying to like make sure i could like rewatch it to get a good summary going but like i don't think it's that long like so like most of the movie are a couple of songs and like montages Mm -hmm. it like clips really fast. I guess the Oogie Boogie part drags pretty bad. 
Which is weird because that song rules <laughs> too. I did not like the Sandy Claws or the re- constant repetition of beating that Sandy Claws joke to the ground. Like, yeah, they really like that. Bit. They loved that bit. I kind of i i like I liked it to. I liked it just for the fact that they really wanted the joke of him shaking hands and being like, "Well, no claws," and then, and then you're like, uh, "We we did that for twenty minutes for that." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I also hate everyone's hands in this movie, <laughs> which <laughs> which is pretty good. I hated all the children when they got finally to the human world because everybody looked like they were Pepper Pig or Peppa Pig. Oh, and I was, was going to go more. They had like a wild thornberries aesthetic. Oh, uh, they had that too. Or uh, I... Phineas and Ferb. There is so many good shots of kids getting gifts, though, that I really, truly adored. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really loved the little boy. It's like, what did Santa Claus bring you? And just, like, opening the gift and pulling out, like, a literal severed head. (laughs) Which is, like, again, this movie, I think, has a PG rating. (laughs) Your mileage mileage on these gags may vary. (laughs) I thought that was pretty... I thought that was pretty cute. I I like the, the shot of little duck, which, again, is, like, I don't know how this... Is this? It's for sure a PG movie. All oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Man, they should have just threw a couple fucks in there just to dictate that it was strictly for PG-13 audiences. It could have done better there. So, Chris, you're not going to start watching every Tim Burton property? Not going to get into a polyamorous relationship? No. Not going to start painting your nails black, listening to The Smiths and Early Cure and then Late Cure? No, I mean, I think the time for all that has passed in my life. I'm 31 now, so I don't I don't think I can go back. That's very true. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's okay to listen to the Smiths every now and then, right? I mean, it's fine. It's a very Brian answer. Been times <laughs> for a change. Seen the life I've had. So sad. All right. Chill out, Chris Gethard. I like listening to, like, I want to listen to The Cure, but I, I, want, I like The Cure that everyone hates when they made, like, happy pop music. <laughs> Friday I'm in Love is a fucking slapper. Fuck off. <laughs> 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 so, so, yeah, like, I, I hope if this podcast makes it and this wasn't the worst episode of it, which it, 50-50, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Next, I want to just do only Halloween themed horror and like Halloween or ha- only Christmas themed like horror movies, and I want to do like the Bill Goldberg movie. I would, year. I would watch that. That'd be <laughs> it's fun. So fucking, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Watch our podcast always, so we get to watch Santa Slay in a year. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, is that the name of that movie? And it is, yes. It is. There, I think there's like three of them. Oh Jesus! So, you watch like Santa Slay and Krampus, and really just have oh, a time yeah. of it, baby. What's is Krampus the one with Adam Scott? Adam yeah, Scott's in is. one of those. Should, it is, and it's uh, I'd watch Scott that too. Krampus. I think uh, Keckner. I, I love the the weatherman from Anchorman, who yeah, I love in Dave, every movie. Yeah, is Dave Keckner. Yeah, Dave Keckner's in it. I think he gets killed by a gingerbread man, which is pretty fucking uh, metal. Spoilers. But. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you're watching Krampus for the plot. <laughs> Reconsider your life. <laughs> um, all right, so you want to do some ratings? Yeah. Let's do it. What do you got? We can, do, we can even do our normal-ass Christmas ratings, because sure. it's about Christmas, baby. Or you can do that we watched in the pumpkin patch, <laughs> all the little bit characters rule. 
since hmm. you took a walk in the pumpkin patch looking for Jack. Um, all right, Chris. I don't know. Give us some ratings. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a pair of socks. It is a nightmare before Christmas pair of socks that you give to your uh, you know emo teenager. It is what it is. You know, <laughs> it's not for me. I didn't particularly enjoy it, uh, and I don't think I'll go out of my way to watch it again anytime soon. But as I told John before I uh, uh, before we started recording, I I didn't come here to shit on this movie today, and I hope I didn't too much. Because um, if it's your thing, that's fine. You know, not everyone is everyone's thing, and this just didn't do much for me. So, a pretty, a pair of socks that I can appreciate someone else liking, but are not particularly for me. Do you want a rock, paper, scissors for who goes next, Brian? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Ready? Okay. okay. So, three, two, one, shoot, and then we just yell it. Okay. All right. Three, two, one, shoot. shoot. Rock! rock. <laughs> wow terrible all ah, right could have been better all right. all right i'll go i i can do it i'll take it yeah i'll take yeah, this, make brian baby. go last i'll take this <laughs> <laughs> brian's gonna go classic and i'm I actually as much as i like was a shitty little emo kid and like did watch this movie a bunch it's it's a pair of socks man <laughs> it's uh it's it's just it's just too long it's not it's not designed for what it is it has like a lot of stuff that feels hastily added. I feel like they added Sally at hour 25. And then it's really like, I don't know. Here's a character that has an abusive boyfriend storyline. And then they're like, well, we need to give her a throwaway scene where she's now Jack's girlfriend. So people will buy two figures next to each other. And that's kind of like garbagey. Santa Claus rules in it, though. I don't know. Santa Claus. If you like, if you, Santa Claus. If you like weird animation, it's for you. Or if you're in a polyamorous relationship. <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise, you can you can watch something else. Watch Edward Scissor's Hands if you got to watch a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, if you want to have a walking or if you want to have a waking fever dream, just pick up any term, Tim Burton movie. Nah, man, Beetlejuice is in a fever dream. It's delightful. What? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's a waking fever dream. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's. I think it's more pleasant than this aesthetic. Right. Like it's not as it's not as aggressive on your eyes. You do your thing. All right, I'll live my life. <laughs> Go for it, Brian. Give us uh, yeah. Um, jeez. Uh, I can't come up with a no. Yeah, I can't come up with a uh, nightmare before Christmas specific analogy. But yeah, it's a total pair of socks. I was going to say it's a full artillery barrage, but uh, I couldn't <laughs> accurately describe how that would be in the middle. I think it, yeah, I think because the worst one would be a kidnapped Santa. And the, wouldn't best, it be like, the severed would be artillery head gift? barrage. And then the, the worst one would be a guillotine toy or the good one would be a guillotine toy. Sure. Cause okay. that was the best toy. Yeah. For I sure. mean, it's the most practical. I think you can chop, I'm, you can at least chop vegetables with it. <laughs> I like the little dude just smashing the cars too. Really, the what besides the animation, what carries this movie for me is just the bit characters and their voices. <laughs> I really love that they're like what just had to be people they just found around like making the movie. Like a dude who's like posing and it's like, "What's your funniest voice?" Ah, uh, this great. <laughs> Say funny. We need Perfect. one more character. Get out there. Well, there's a homeless guy in the alley. Get him. <laughs> Say. <laughs> Say bunny. <laughs> bunny. 
the Easter Bunny also rules in this. It, really, it every did. non, yeah. every non Jack Skellington rules. All right, cool. Okay. Well, Chris, cool. my time, my time is done here. I have. Do you yield your time back to the narrator? <laughs> Don't set do him you, up for this. Can, can I do it? <laughs> <laughs> I, you all know what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, we all know. <laughs> so we don't. So we don't need to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you, John, for taking us through our Halloween bonus episode. This is our final bonus episode 10 bonus episodes in the bag thanks for sticking with us through our monthly adventure now you do not need to wait a whole month before we are coming back we are coming back next week monday november 2nd what we're gonna do is we are going to announce our full season two schedule by way of a draft we're going to Split up uh, the hosting responsibilities a little bit more than we have in the past. You might have noticed us testing that out a little bit during the bonus episodes. Uh, So each week this holiday season, we're going to have a different theme of TV show we watch. And we're going to each pick one episode under that theme uh, that we're going to make the others watch and then talk about. So if you want to know what we're going to be watching, what our picks are going to be, what to look forward to, what to dread... Tune in next week. Be sure you're subscribed. Let people know about the podcast. And we'll walk you through our complete plans for season two on November 2nd. I'm going to try to draft nine Simpsons episodes. I am going to draft two kickers and an episode of the original Batman and Robin animated. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to try to get like a 60s Batman then. That'd be fun. Ooh. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so stay tuned for our left field picks because I'm sure there will be quite a few from all three of us trying to trip up the others with the audacity of our picks. (laughs) Hey-oh. The audacity of this man. How dare him? This pick is absolutely (laughs) reprehensible. (laughs) Until Uh, that time... Oh, sorry, Brian, go ahead. I was just going to ask, after the season's over, uh, do we have to do drug testing to see if we were doping? Probably. Please don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or take take two on that joke. I hope you are. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to melt... I'm... I'm going to melt some fucking cups right now, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. So gross. You know all this stuff to do. Rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on the socials. Send us an email if you like what we're doing. Or if you don't, uh, we haven't gotten many of either, so we must be doing just fine <laughs> we did we are the nightmare before christmas of christmas podcast hey <laughs> we are okay until that time we are always glad you're alive i've been chris i've been brian <laughs> i hope you've been spooked i'm john uh... <laughs> Slaybell Sounds provided by Michael Koenig from SoundBible.com and Joy to the World provided by FreeXmasMP3.com.